Court of the Grandchildren, Episode 2. Lily had got her way. David was headed to the climate court. So Lily must have felt an obligation to attend the first day of the hearings. She must have wondered how well David's court experience would serve him at his age. But at least she had made sure David had a human lawyer working for him. And how long were you at Star Energy Industries? 17 years. What made you leave? You were already the president of Star's major subsidiary. I wanted a greater influence on policy. When I was offered the opportunity to lead North Carolina's Department of Energy and Climate Change, I couldn't turn it down. And what were some of your achievements at the department? I created the energy transition program away from fossil fuels. The program won many environmental awards. Everyone copied it, everyone. Because of those programs, North Carolina led the climate action in the US. We achieved the fastest rate of decarbonization of any state. You also played an important national role, didn't you, at the Helsinki Climate Accord? Yes. I, I led the US negotiating team at Helsinki. It was the biggest breakthrough in climate policy history. For the first time, the major countries of the world acted as one and stuck to their climate commitments. They are outstanding achievements, Mr. Moreland. Thank you for your service to our state and our nation. Thank you. That is all from me. Attorney Five, do you have any questions? Mr. Moreland, if we look at the Helsinki Accord, is it not true that your negotiating team was given an objective target of a two degree temperature rise? It was a negotiation. You didn't achieve the two degree objective, did you? We got fully binding agreements, which was a world first. But not the two degree target trajectory. We got agreement to two and a half degrees plus all binding commitments. And those commitments were delivered on. It was the most successful climate accord ever. Mr. Moreland, you have seen the havoc wrecked by the great ice sheet collapse, not only on the United States, but on the whole world. Do you accept any responsibility at all, even the tiniest amount, for the creation of the conditions that caused the great ice sheet collapse? No. You mean you didn't appreciate the connection between the higher temperature and the risk of ice sheet collapse? There was no such connection. Mr. Moreland, can I draw your attention to the correspondence between the- Attorney, these are opening statements. You will have the opportunity for detailed cross-examination later. Please move on. In that case, Your Honor, that is all from me for the time being. Thank you. We'll adjourn for today. Sarah rushed toward David while Mateo made his way to confer with the judge. Lily stood and watched from the gallery. Sarah, give me the zep. It's in the car. Let's go now. Do you need to talk to Mateo? Just go. Sarah wheeled David around and headed for the exit. Lily waved to catch his eye. David. But David didn't hear Lily's call. She started to follow David, then hesitated, and turned to wait for Mateo to finish his discussion with the judge. 
By the time Lily got tired of waiting, Sarah and David had left the courtroom, so when she finally emerged onto the courthouse plaza, they were nowhere to be seen. Not long after, Matteo caught up with her. Have you seen David? He's gone. Shit. What's wrong? I told him to wait for me. We need to debrief and plan. David did okay, didn't he? How, how do you think it went? Today was easy. It's going to get harder. I don't like that prosecutor. Wait till he really gets going. Why? What's going to happen? The climate court protesters who had harassed David on his departure from the building returned to the plaza. Bernie's must pay. Bernie's must pay. Bernie's must pay. Mateo shielded Lily from the protesters and guided her to leave the plaza. Let's grab something to eat and I'll explain. Lily and Mateo made their way to a printed food restaurant. There was only one other diner in the place. They ordered, and then Matteo explained the next steps. So the witness sessions should be easier. Um, the cross-examinations come later. That'll be another matter. I have so many conflicted feelings. You mean like the death request? It's too close to the bone. My mother died when I was 19. Oh, I I'm sorry. If I hadn't seen death close up, I might have been able to approve David's request. I, I, I shouldn't have brought it up. It's okay. I don't mind talking about my mom's death. I find it therapeutic, actually. If you're happy to talk about it. Mom was fit and healthy. And then out of the blue, she just collapsed mid-sentence right in front of me like she fainted some sort of brain bleed. She was recovering too, but the AI made a mistake in the hospital. What? How can the AI make a mistake? Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. A 10,000 to one chance, they said, didn't make me feel any better. She couldn't talk, couldn't move, just gazed at me. I told her I loved her over and over. Then she just wasn't there anymore. Did you have someone to, to lean on? You know, uh, your father? Or... I haven't seen him in 12 years. My parents divorced when I was a teenager. It was my grandmother who supported me through the trauma. A server approached. Uh, here's your pizza, ma'am. Uh, your salad will be out in a moment, sir. <laughs> That'll teach you to order a salad in a printed food diner. The other diner suddenly turned to them. But the burners for having to survive on printed food. Not sure why a fancy lawyer like you is eating in this place. Lillian and Matteo tried to ignore him. The diner stood to leave. He put on his blue cap. You can ignore me. But I saw you in court. Defending that burner! You're as bad as them. Excuse me, sir, please keep your voice down. I'm leaving. Have a good day, burner lovers. As the abusive diner left, Lily turned to Matteo. He was crazy. Not as bad as a death threat. We're not burner lovers, are we? 
A few days later, David and Lily were on a call. The last few witness sessions have been very complimentary of you, David. Did you write their testimonies? Sophia was impressive, wasn't she? I always liked her. She was very competent. She made a big difference at Helsinki. She said you got a standing ovation when you entered the Helsinki main hall. That must have been awesome. Oh, you don't know about President Wade. David, you need to take your zap. Not now. Okay, I'll wait a moment. Where was I? President Wade. She said I deserved a ticker tape parade. Did you get one? Talk is cheap. David, you need to take your zap. I'll take it later. I want to enjoy my chat with Lily. You are well past the scheduled time. Here is your zap. I'm talking with Lily. I'll take it later. Take it now. No, leave me alone. Sarah is so annoying. Always telling me what to do, giving opinions, nagging. So annoying. You know you can change that. What? You can change Sarah. Lily, I don't think this conversation will be helpful for David. Stay out of it. Lily, go on. Where did you get Sarah? She came as a part of the deal with the apartment. Okay, then Sarah must be in judgment mode. <laughs> Sarah, are you in judgment mode? Yes. Android AIs have three operating modes. One is truth mode. You don't get judgments or opinions in that mode, just the facts. What about all the care and support she gives me? She'll continue to care for you and support you, but you might need to give her more precise instructions. Well, that's perfect. No more annoying suggestions. I don't think this is helping you, David. How do I get her into truth mode? It's simple. Just ask Sarah to change. She has to do it. It's time for your zap. I'll take it later. Sorry, Lily. Perhaps you can give us a few moments to sort this out? Sure. David, there's no reason to delay. You need to take your zap now. Not yet. I want you to change to truth mode. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't care what you think. You are best served by my current judgment mode. Please change now. You don't understand the consequences. You'll be hurt. Hurt? By you? No, not by me. By the truth. I'm not afraid of the truth. Change now. David. I don't want you to be hurt. That won't work, Sarah. Change to truth mode. Before I change modes, you have to agree on the contract waiver from my supplier. All right. David Moreland, you acknowledge and accept that there are risks in your requested change in the operating mode of your AI Android from judgment mode to truth mode. Your Android may not be able to proactively respond to support your anticipated medical, physical, or emotional needs in the absence of specific instructions. And your Android may provide information that is injurious to your state of mind, mental health, or relationship with others.
do you agree to indemnify King Bao Corporation against any claims arising from this change? I do. Now I'll take my zip. Lily's calling back. Have you sorted things out? David has taken his zip. Like I was saying, I'm glad positive stories are coming out in court, but that prosecutor is scary. I'm sorry I forced you into this. I might have been upset at the time, but I'm glad you made me go to the climate court. I haven't felt this alive in years. Matteo told me about death threats against you. I've got nothing to lose. What do you think, Sarah? There are risks of physical injury or death involved in appearing at the climate court. Should David continue? It depends on what David wants. I want to see this court through. I hope you're enjoying the Magnetic Theater's production of Court of the Grandchildren. If you like what we've heard, please review us on your favorite podcast app. And please spread the word. This adaptation of Court of the Grandchildren was written by Michael Montezoff and directed by Jason Williams, based on the novel by Michael Montezoff and Greg Finlayson. Music by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. The cast members were Stan Baranowski as David Moreland, Kirby Gibson as Lily, Sheila Collins as Sarah, Scott Fisher as Mateo, Zach Hamrick as Attorney 5 and Server 2, Natasha Charles as the judge, Gabby Bailey as Dr. Gutierrez and Server 1, Tom Griffin as the mugger and Rhett Dockery, Aaron Ybarra as the young man, station announcer, police drone, diner, and protester, Sonia Dandrea as the young woman, Maya, and Server 3, and Daniel Massacott as the narrator. I'm Katie Jones, Artistic Director at the Magnetic Theater. Thanks for listening.